our Homer Homer series. Yeah, so, amazing. So yeah. excited. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> get down to the brass tacks of the Odyssey, let's say, and what it means morally and dare we say religiously or uh, let's say um, what it means I don't want to say mystically. What's a good word? What, can you think of it could be spiritually, spiritually. Uh, mythologically, if that word even exists. No, I mean more, more like we know it's a myth, but more pertinent to the way we would view things now in the way we revise our view of myths, particularly ancient myths and, the, and their message. But I guess, let's say philosophically and morally. Yeah, that, that's actually... That's actually the thing that we're going to discuss because we don't have a modern world, a modern world, sorry, to describe what we're trying to to achieve in this in this discussion, no? Yeah, true. Yeah, so we need a word. So, yeah. yeah, we should invent it right now. Mm, <laughs> well, maybe so, not right now. <laughs> um, but, well, uh, um, but yeah, we'll think about it, and maybe it'll come. It'll come to us as we talk about it. So yeah. So let's start off with. Um, with the so the Odyssey, if we're going to assume everyone is who's listening has read or has some awareness of the Odyssey or the story of the Odyssey. So as you know, Odysseus, he's after the Trojan War, he's trying to get home to Ithaca, to his wife and family and his son that he left behind, and he's been gone ten years already, and he's lost at sea for another. God, I forget what is it? Fifteen years? Ten years. Another, another ten yeah. years. Okay. Another ten yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was the the duration of the ten year war, the Trojan War, ten years, and the yeah. ten years journey back home. It was right, twenty right. years in total. Yes, so he's away from home for twenty years. Yeah, and he's battling with Poseidon, who hates him, and keeps you know shipwrecking him and uh, causing troubles while watching him on these various islands. And he's tested to the utmost of his wits and his courage and his uh, stamina to finally get home where he enacts a bloody revenge at the climax of the story upon the uh, suitors of his wife. Yeah, the and suitors. Is, the suitors, yes. So as we, say, as we say, as we know from our talk on the Iliad, we, view, we try to view this as it would have been viewed in its time or how the way it maybe means to us, which is that it's not just a, you know, a quirky myth to, to tell your children, but that it's a religious text with um, a lot of meaning and pertinence to the world. I personally always say that everything you need to know about human, the human, uh, the human, our cultural life is in Homer and Plato. Myself, I mean, not everyone agrees with that, obviously. But, I um, agree with you, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and Michelle, we're maybe the only ones. I don't know. Yeah. So there's, there's a few that do. So we try to view it as, let's say, extract from it the same way that people try to extract proverbs and meaning from biblical text. We look at the way it would have been. I, I, th I thought of this ever since I saw an ode of Horace that was giving a sermon that was, I said this in my last podcast, that was very much like a mass and how related it was to a mass, except he's there talking about uh, Ju uh, Jupiter and so forth. So I thought, well, so you used to be, you used to go to something like a mass and you would hear about Odysseus and, you know, or you'd hear a sermon would be about these characters that we think are like tales for children, but that was the religion. So it has all that same significance in it. And so what is the message they would have gotten for the yeah. type of society they lived in from these myths that were their foundational myths? So uh, that's the story. He tries to get home, takes a long time, and eventually he does. So let's start, off. does. Yeah, let's start off, Michelle, with what you uh, the questions were. So Poseidon is his main enemy in 
I mean, of sorts. He's a god, so he's not really. You can't. He's not an enemy. He's like a force that works against him mostly. Uh, yeah, he he, he works. Poseidon works like uh, like the force of nature, because Poseidon right. himself never never materializes, like in the Iliad, right. that the gods materialize and participate in the battle. Right. Poseidon never materializes and faces uh, Ulysses, uh, Odysseus himself. Right. He, he right. uses the forces of nature to go against against him. So, in a way, I see it more as Poseidon as a, as the law of the universe, you know, and mm -hmm. and this is this is what what you were talking about, and it was actually like our first point, no, the first the the first point, to see to see the the Odyssey as a religious text and not as just like a fantasy work of fiction, no, no, a work of fiction, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the way I see it, I personally see it like this is the most important uh, teaching, the, the the most important lesson of of the Odyssey. You know? Yeah. What, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we feel we anger the universe. Sometimes mm -hmm. we feel with our actions we 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 are transgressors of the order of the universe. You know? Which yeah. leads to to a hatred for humanity, no? A, a hatred to ourselves, no? Okay. We, we feel we are transgressors of the of of the of the order of nature, of the order of the universe. When at the end, um, we are what we are, and we have to deal with a ten year journey to whatever whatever the universe, whatever the gods, whatever whatever nature puts in front of us. Mm -hmm. We. Our, our purpose in life, our mission in life, is to, 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 to go through it, no? To go yeah. through it until we die, which is... Yeah. The, the death is, Ita, is Itaca, no? It's, 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 it's the kingdom of, of Odysseus, you know? Mm -hmm. At the end, uh, it means death, and his journey is his life, our life. Mm -hmm. That's what I take from it, from from this uh, from this viewpoint. No? Okay, well, that's interesting. I don't. I agree with most of it. Yeah. In I'm which parts sure. do you disagree? What parts do I disagree? Well, that Ithaca is like the afterlife. I don't know. I think it's. I mean, because there's talk. There's like, is it halfway or three? Or in the first quarter, he goes and he he has this visit with the underworld and the characters of the underworld. We'll talk about mm -hmm. that at the end. Yeah, so there's really kind of an explicit afterlife uh, element to the story. I always took Ithaca as the culmination of the adventure and the fact that it, you know, ends in this revenge story and his the noble the noble fighter that the clever man who was courageous and tested to, to the utmost of his limits to, to the point of give, giving up almost, but like he never did give up, comes back and gets full yeah. gratification as total hero. And after, but he has to go, you know, the final thing is he's at, he's at home already, but he still has to go with that final measure and commit this bloodbath, which is, yeah. uh, it's, you know, I mean, the Bible is, has, if you want to compare with the Bible again, the Bible has plenty of bloodbaths, but it's not like the culminating climax of the story. The Bible is more like, you know, ends in. Yeah, but, but we, we, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but we talked about it uh, last, last, uh, talking about Iliad. The yeah. Bible is, the Bible it's it, it literally means books, you know? 
like yeah. like yeah, yeah. Biblos, you know. Yeah. So it's a it's a compilation. It's like a it's like a best hits work, you know, of of judo Christian writers. Yeah. You know, it's a la greatest hits compilation. You know, it's, it, it, <laughs> it 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 doesn't have the structure of the of the Homeric work. Right. So right. That, that, that's yeah. that's that's not even comparable. You know. No, but the idea that well, I mean, the Bible does have revenge stories in it too, and especially particularly the Old Testament. So maybe I can't say that completely that it doesn't have, you know, even though it's the antithesis to modern Christianity, that revenge is an idea there, a, you know, a holy, a part of the holy plan is vengeance. Well, but, yeah, re revenge applies only if you're Yahweh, God, you know. If you're a mere human being, you cannot, you cannot give, you cannot give yourself to revenge because right. I don't know. I, I, I hate that. You know. <laughs> you hate, well, see, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't mind the revenge as a moral right when it comes to uh, administering justice because it's got to be done, and there's no easy way to do it. Yeah. And, Can I do a small parenthesis on this? I used mm -hmm. I just rewatch the Revenant, the movie by. By oh, my right. countryman Niñarritu. Okay. It's a really fine movie, you know. Uh, but it's it's the story. It's it's based upon a true life story about this guy who who their friends left him to die mm -hmm. after a bear attacked him, and he came back and took revenge of of the guy who left him, no? Of, of, of Tom right. Hardy, you know? I'm gonna, I don't know the name, so I'm gonna talk uh, like from the actors, you know? Leonardo DiCaprio goes back to kill Tom Hardy, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So whatever. Uh, yeah. But in the movie, Iñárritu does something that I hate, and it goes, it goes truly, really about the, those Christian values you say, about taking revenge bad, mm -hmm. taking revenge as something bad, morally bad, wrong, which yes. is, Uh, Iñárritu adds the fact that Tom Hardy not only leaves, leaves uh, Leonardo DiCaprio to die, but mm -hmm. he kills his son. Yeah, too. yeah. So it's really, I don't know the word in English, demagogic, demagogia, you know, demagogia. Demagogia. Like, yeah, kind of, kind of, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't need to have his son killed. To, mm -hmm. to 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 justify the revenge against this man, but I I, I felt and I and I watch it I, I I watch it like two days ago when we were talking about these talking points of the Odyssey and I and I thought about it. I mean, like why why the fuck does someone needs like justification? Mm -hmm. More justification, you know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm babbling here, but you get my point, or should I try to explain myself more? Well, well more more justif justification to what to to to, 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 kill, to to get revenge on Tom Hardy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. why the heroes he need to have his own kill to 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 have a moral justification for revenge yeah. on killing Tom Hardy? You know, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. Hate so that, that, I hate that. I hate that. It's 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 so so. I don't know. So fucking it's that kind of natural law, and that's that's what's in the yeah. Odyssey. Is that for all the fantasy, the cyclopses and the, you know, the um, magical creatures and the monsters of the sea and, and the whole, which is like makes a nice fantasy kind of Tolkien-esque story for kids. It culminates in this natural law, moral story about justice and revenge. Revenge. Well, the 
necessity of justice, I guess. When yeah. if there's, if there's going to be evildoers, there's going to be people, people that take advantage. There's going to be people that, you know, they disgraced his home when he was gone, and they went. At, they didn't just go after his wife. They did all kinds of like, they were shown to be dishonorable, the suitors, and they deserved what he did for them. He comes back, he's got his bow, and he's like, what does he say? He's got some great, great things he says when it's revealed. Like it's Odysseus, and they start scrambling. They're like, oh. And he says something like, uh, now the net of, uh, he basically says, now you're going to die. And you know what? The net of destiny is thrown over you. And, you know, I'm here to administer your death or whatever. I, I, I should have had the words written out so I could say it. But yeah, he's, yeah. He's like, he's like, he's like the, the fist of God, like the natural law upon these guys after and after he suffered so much as well. So there's the moral, the morals are like, it's hard to define or like to break down exactly, but it's there. It's just, and it's similar to religious moral message from other, other um, religious texts. Yeah, I think you but, mean when when Odysseus gets to the to the suitors to the pretenders yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, in Spanish is pretendientes. That's why I I, I call them pretenders. But suitors. I, I mean it's suitors. Oh. So, so. Sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry, uh, we lost connection. I no no I I tried to look it up quickly and I closed the window. Oh okay. Ah, it was yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go on. Well, okay. Uh, so you're saying you're saying in Spanish that the word for suitors is different. Yeah, pretendientes, like pretender. I don't know, but whatever. Um, is really, uh, that what they call them? Pretenders. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it means like when you have a crush on a girl, you are his pretender, right. or vice versa. I vice versa. You know. She <laughs> yeah. is your. Yeah, well, you're you saying are, about the you're saying about yeah. the revenant there. You're no. saying about the Revenant, but I, I I didn't like the Revenant for um, it's a good it's a well made movie, but I didn't like it because I haven't read the story. But there's a better older movie that I saw with John Huston from the seventies. What John Huston? Yes, 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 and it's better than the Revenant, and it's maybe it's closer to the original story. It's, it's more like about these fur traders taking this boat over land. But the, this guy okay. at the beginning, this one of the guy, one of their companions gets mauled by a bear, and they leave him to die, and he survives in the woods, and he sort of. Uh, you know, he figures out how to survive and gets his revenge on them in the end. But then in the end, he spares John. He, it's the the good guy is that other famous actor whose name escapes me. He was an Irish actor. But anyways, he John, John Houston is the bad guy, and at the end, he actually spares him. He kills some of the other guys, and he has them in his gun sights, and he lets them live. John Houston just makes a hand signal like, "Hey, you know, what do you want me to do?" or something, and he he spares him. But it was better, it was better movie than the Revenant because there was none of that. The Revenant I just reeked of um, that modern woke inflection in the story, like because in the in the other movie there was no half native son and all this other. There was a lot of like yeah, I get it. There was yeah. a lot of white talk in that in the Revenant. Yeah, I, talk, I get it. Yeah. It's it's kind of. I mean, if it's well done, it's well done. But if it gets in the way of telling the story, which. In my personal view, it kind of got in the way because it 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 it, it, it lost its its focus on 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 what does what 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 does they want what do what does he want to say you know yeah, because yeah. there's there's a part which uh, which the Rees, the leader of the Rees, the Native Americans goes to trade to the French yeah and and he says like. Like oh, we got to sell. We we came to sell you these pelts, no? That they stole from from the Americans. And the French, the French tells him, ah, but these are stolen. And the leader yeah. of the re tells him, oh, but the white you white man stole our land. Yeah, and yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, I mean, 
it, it, it sends a message, which is a nice message, but it comes across as annoying because that's not the point of the movie, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, where, where the fuck do, do we have yeah. time? It's a, it's a three-hour movie and we have time for this? Yeah, I mean, this is why I don't. This is why I don't watch even watch new movies anymore. To be honest, yeah. Listen, I finally, I finally found the quote. I finally found the quote from the Odyssey I wanted to say where he comes. Oh. He comes back. I got uh -huh. it here. So hold on. He says, um, "I'll read this whole paragraph." So when when the suitors saw the man fall, there was an uproar through the hall, and they left from their seats in fear, running to the walls to find a shield or a stout spear of which there was no sign. When they turned to Odysseus angrily, "Stranger, you'll pay for choosing a man as your target. No more contest for you. Your time is up. You have killed the best of Ithaca's young men." And now the vultures will have you. And they imagined in truth that he had killed Antonius by accident, not realizing that the net of fate had been thrown over them all. Resourceful Odysseus glowered at them and answered, You dogs, you thought I'd never return from the land of Troy. So you laid waste my home, forced my maids, and wooed my wife in secret, though I was still alive, without fearing the gods who ruled the wide sky, or the mortal vengeance would find you. Now the net of fate is thrown over you all. And then he kills them all. <laughs> Yeah, oh. and he doesn't spare anyone. Not not even his because he had servants. He had servants who betrayed who, who betrayed him, and he does not spare them. He does not yeah. spare anyone. No, no, he does not. Anyone. So that's that's the message. Yeah, <laughs> is, well, yeah. I mean, part when of, I was when, when you read the Odyssey, you didn't have like parts of of uh, like mostly in the beginning and mostly in the beginning. Like you didn't have parts where uh, you felt like the suitors were not like a bad guys, you know. They were just like, okay, Odysseus bingo, Odysseus is being being gone from like for like fifteen years. I don't know, yeah, ten yeah, years yeah. in Troy and from his journey. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's only natural to start pretending the queen Penelope. Mm -hmm. So I got that, and I truly didn't understand until the end, where you see truly the nature of the suitors, who are mm -hmm. really, really kind of uh, guys who only want to take what's yeah. Yeah. take like take Odysseus, Odysseus, take Odysseus, you know, take his his queen, uh, kill his own, uh, take yeah. his yeah. servants, take his land, take his yeah. palace, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get that impression until the end. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, I remember that as well. Yeah, and actually, there's a nice love story at the end where he's reunited with Penelope, who's been oh, yeah. faithful to him all that time. And then they go to their room, but has the tree in the middle of the room where their bed, their bread is around a tree or something that he planted. Is it an olive tree or something? I don't remember. So, and then it ends in this like you know reuniting romance story as well. So. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> it's a romantic comedy from the <laughs> yeah. from the eighth century BC. Yeah. So hold on, let's see now. So let's before we get we got really ahead of ourselves and a lot of things there, but it doesn't matter. So we talked about okay. So Poseidon, as we said, so um, you see Poseidon as unlike the Christian god, he's capable of good and evil. He's the force of nature in the story. Yes, to, this is, against this which, is, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, okay. no, against which Odysseus is more or less you know powerless, unless he sort of gets aid from other gods as well. But even then, it's like the balance of fate and uh just you know he's he's cast uh, literally cast on the eddies of the sea and, um hither and hither and dither as you might say yeah um but you said uh so the christian god can only be good uh that's putting evil on humanity in the greek stories the gods can also be yes this is the most evil but pernicious they, they be they have they have agendas beyond ours and they war with each other and you can be on their bad side yes 
this is this is what I love the most about uh, wh when you when you talk to me about doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. I instantly I instantly thought of this, which is uh, this comparison between the Christian God and Poseidon, specifically Poseidon in the Odyssey. Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> Poseidon uh, in the Iliad, in the Iliad, for example. Mm -hmm. He's a god who helps uh, the Greeks. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's like uh, every god helps either the Greeks or the Trojans. Poseidon mm -hmm. is with the Greeks. Yeah. Odysseus is Greek. Yeah. But in the in the Odyssey, he's more like the antagonist. He's the antagonist of the Greeks, of the Greek Odysseus. Why? Mm -hmm. Because uh, Odysseus kills one of his sons, uh, Cyclops. Mm -hmm. You know, because uh, he got into the cave and the Cyclops started eating his friends, so so Odysseus had to kill him. But anyway, mm. that's that's the story. What I'm trying to say here, in comparison, there, there's a there's a narrative in in Judeo-Christianity, yeah, uh, mostly Catholicism. I don't yeah. know much about. Um, you know, Protestantism or other uh, factions, but let's focus on Catholicism. Yeah. In when when the Roman Empire started to adopt Christianity and started to give power to the popes, uh, there was this kind of pressure for the uh, Epicurus silo syllogism. You know. The one that if God is all powerful, why doesn't he stop people? Then he is evil. But if God, you know that. that yeah, I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, Saint Saint Augustine, I mm -hmm. don't know his name in English. Yeah, 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 that's it, Augustine, yeah. Saint Augustine uh, confronted this Epicurean uh, syllogism with mm -hmm. the free will. Yeah. You know, that yeah. we as humans, uh, God, God is good. God is all powerful, and God is good about about good. You cannot be as good as God because God is God. Yeah. So this guy, which was an asshole, by the way, I don't know why he's a saint. Why he's con why he's co still considered a saint? Obviously. He invented, yeah, he, invent he invented the the free will because no, God is good. We humans we are tempted and we do evil. Yeah. All evil. Is intrinsic not with God but with humans, yeah, yeah. and that's 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 the that's the thing that Nietzsche, the philosopher, hated mm -hmm. the most about about Catholicism, and I think he's right because we humans, like uh, when 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 someone has cancer, you know, yeah. and and when 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 they are saved, when they are operated and cured by a doctor, a fine medician, you know. Mm -hmm. What does what 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 do we do? Thank God, you know. But when the same patient dies, fucking doctor, he didn't do his job, no. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm putting a, I'm putting like a, a wide example, but yeah, it, it yeah. makes my point across, you know, no, that we, we put we put everything that is evil, everything that is wrong with this world, morally yeah. wrong, yeah. we put it on our shoulders, you know. Yeah. We as humans. Yeah. Yeah. And everything good. If someone, if someone sees a little girl in the street, just about to be run over by a truck, and we yeah. save them, 
the hand of God made you do that. Right. And that sucks. That that is the worst thing that has happened to Westerns. That that is the worst thing that Judeo Christianity has done to Western civilization. Put the evil upon the man, mm. upon yeah. humanity. Maybe. So, maybe I didn't. I never didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. You should. You should like. I, I mean, I'm I'm obsessed with this because I really like Nietzsche, you know. And I mm. and I, I told you last last podcast that. I think he's a really bad, like a really badly read philosopher because he seems to be. He seems to be anyone who reads him can interpret them whatever way that suits yeah. him. Like, yeah, yeah. I read him like I read most of his books a long time ago now, but I didn't get out of it what I hear a lot of other people saying. But yeah. Um, yeah. same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> same with yeah. Plato, but uh, Homer is not. You can't. Homer's pretty straightforward. Well, it was a story. It's not a philosophy per se. It's Different. Well, Plato is more interesting because it depends on what you read of Plato. Yeah. Because Plato, you can read the Republic, which most people that I know and that I see on the internet yeah. only read like the Republic. Yeah. And few things that he wrote about Socrates. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't, I like that, but I don't think that's what Plato is about. Plato is no. about wah, something. So much greater. I think he's a mystic. That. I think you have to understand Plato as a mystic, and that the story of Ur at the end of it is not some happen, some random. Yeah, uh, completely agree. It's a combination of everything that leads up to it. It's not. You have to look at him that way because if you try to rationalize him like in a from a Nietzschean philosophy, uh, like like Nietzsche supposedly did, I don't. I think Nietzsche had more respect for him than a lot of these supposed Nietzsche fans yeah. uh, would give him now. I think they really don't understand. But I think you have to view him as a mystic. But anyways, let's not get into Plato because we can do a whole yeah. other one on yeah. Plato. So, well, so anyway, uh, to finish my point about right. uh, about the well, I said already everything about the Christian God, right. and now let's let's put that in a wall against Poseidon, right? And the Greek gods, yeah. you know, yeah. The, the every Greek God, I mean every prominent Greek God, yeah, is capable of doing. Depends of the circumstance, mm -hmm. the best. For humanity or the words for humanity, you know? Yep. There is no cheap morality going on mm -hmm. where, where someone is completely good or someone is completely bad. It right. just it just means that depends of of the uh, how can I say it? depends of the intention. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Of, of, of of the intentions of the of whatever the whatever the God wants for himself or herself, yeah, that's what he's going to act for, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it means, uh, it, it's just not, it, it's just not, that's not the way just in Greek mythology. That's yeah. used in pretty much every major mythology. I mean, yeah. you can, you still get, you know, like, like in, in Aztec mythology, you get Quetzalcoatl and Tezcatlipoca, you know, the god of creation, the god of destruction. But that doesn't mean the god of destruction is inherently evil uh, and the god of creation is inherently good. I mean, it's just, it's just yeah. a, a, a mixture, you know? Yeah, Lo different forces. Yeah, Loki and Thor, no? You, yeah. the, the god of mischief, the god yeah, of, yeah. Of, of getting your way, whatever. And, Thor, and, free, and free will, free will had more. Free will had more meaning because Zeus, even Zeus, wouldn't necessarily know what you were going to do. Like he wouldn't. 
but that's the odd thing about in Christian stuff too, because it's like the God, God, it's like the Christian God doesn't know what you're going to do either. There's that element of free will, supposedly. I guess that's the Augustine part of it. But in the Greek stuff, it's more like everybody has their own opinion, and they're anybody's liable to do anything or take any side, and it depends on you know fate and energy, but that's behind you, the force of your power and the power of the God that's on your side. I guess it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's a power. It's a nature. It's a nature. It's like this is what it's I like about. Yeah, it's more. It's more. This is how you can relate to the let's say a pagan view of the world in that it takes. It's observe. It's more. It's not like trying to fight against reality or nature so much. It's more like, you know, showing reverence for it and moving along with it in certain ways. Not fighting against immutable laws that you can sense are a certain way. And there may be a god above all. Say neoplatonically, we'd call it the one or the whole of which we're all fractals or, you know, moving away in pieces from this giant thing, the cosmos or whatever. But, you know, whether it's even concerned that much with the inner turmoils and wars between the various powers down the chain of command, yeah. it's hard to say. Or, you know, this is what you said before. You believe that you, you were saying you thought there's a universal morality. I believe there is sort of only the very core core things and a lot of it is quite subjective probably but i mean my belief on this could change <laughs> but anyways that's what i would say i mean the, the morality of the universe is pretty much you can interpret it as plato did i mean i, I don't want to get too much into plato but yeah but uh, like the duality of stuff which uh, translates in, you know, chaos versus order, creation versus destruction, the eat versus being eaten. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's, yeah. I, I think I, if 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 I myself arrogantly can put words into into the, order, the the laws of the universe, it can be. I, I mean, that's what I would say. Right. Uh, and yeah, and yeah. and I think a lot of these ancient mythologies. Let's focus on the Greek. I yeah. think the Greeks really understood this, like yeah. like like pretty much no one else. Well, a lot yeah. of people did understand this, but the Greeks. Well, we're talking about the Greeks, so they were well, like. Even in the Odyssey, like a friend of mine, I don't know this. There's, I mean, I had some, I have some knowledge that all, all the myths in the different cultures in Europe, anyways, have a and, and elsewhere have a, have an origin, like the Indo-European or whatever. But there's an Irish version of the Odyssey with uh, really, yeah. A friend of mine was saying there's like it's certainly it's got a there's an extract that's very similar to the Cyclops story. Uh, oh. He didn't tell me the details, and I'm not sure which one it is. He's he, and he's in charge of the or he's a he's a folklorist, and um. Let me say, I don't want to say too much about him. But um, yeah, he was telling me about that. So, and you, you hear about this, like there's the origin city stories, because there's a version of, of in, um, there's lots of versions of that, even in, um, you can read well, it all over. Like in, in, uh, in uh, you know, A Thousand and One Nights and that, there's there's kind of a version of that, or The Tale of Sinbad, and, you know, all, yeah, this, all, I, all, all around in different places, there's kind of like variations. So there's like an older story that it's from, and possibly the Greek in all, the, in all these things, when it comes to these Asian things, I find is the most well-preserved and fleshed out, as you were saying, it's the, one of the best sources for, let's say, pre-Christian, um, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, until now, I thought the Irish version of the Odyssey was Ulysses by James Joyce, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> the, like the... Like the... You don't, you don't like... You, you can't stand that, right? No, no, he's a nihilist, uh, dour... I, I can't stand Joyce at all. He's a real modernist, I think. I just... I know. Yeah. I I mean, I, I I I get what you say, but it's I call it the Nirvana effect, you know. Like, yeah. I think Nirvana was a pretty good fucking band, but uh, everyone who liked Nirvana became an asshole. So you know, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, uh, you know, but Nirvana. Per yeah, se, there be, I'm a, I'm a big classic metal fan, so they came along with their like again dour nihilistic pseudo punk kind of stuff. Like they were okay, yeah. kind of catchy. But I would yeah. I, I I saw them from the start as being not great. So yeah, well, I'm I'm older than you. I was around at that time. I remember because I was really? I was well. I remember when was that? It was uh, 1990s sometime. That kind of came in and like took away all the kind of what didn't take it away, but the the classic metal area was was going strong around that time, and they kind of swept it away in there. I am I, I don't like metal from the eighties. I prefer metal from the seventies. I'm a Black Sabbath kind of guy. Oh, that is the best, though. Yeah, that is the best. I mean, Black Sabbath, Maiden, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's good eighty stuff. There was good eighty stuff going on. But anyways, yeah. we have this. This is another topic as well. We could go on for hours. Yeah. I actually, I'm I'm a bit limited on time. I have another. No, I got another forty minutes, so we're okay. So okay. anyways, let me just say you mentioned a poem. A poem by. I oh yeah, by by Constantino. Oh, let me. Yeah. Well, he has. Have you read the poem? No, I, no, I didn't. I, I, well, I, I don't. I don't have Sorry. it in English. Let me look oh. it up. Like, let me look it up and translate it on the go, with like badly translated as good as. But I promise I will do as good as I can. Okay. But um, it's called uh, Itakas, You know. Yep. So this this poem has like a I send you like a quote from the poem that I think it's pretty much it says everything. Yeah. Uh, basically, I'm not gonna read it because I'm not a translator or anything. But the poem That's is basically is yeah. uh, it, it 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 says it it, it it the poet tells you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you go to Itaca, yeah. uh, don't worry about the. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, of course. When you go to Itaca, remember to 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 go to Egypt and learn from the wisdom. Remember, when you go to Itaca, don't think of Itaca. Re- well, think of Itaca as your destination, but Itaca is only there because Itaca is what made you go into this journey. You know, right, and, right. And, and it says, don't fear, don't fear anything. Don't fear the grat of Poseidon. Don't fear the, the trouble you will find in your, in your trouble because in, in the trouble you will find in your, in your, in your road. Um, mm. You know, um, ask for your journey to be long. Mm. Many, 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 maybe the, the, the mornings of summer. Until mm-hmm. you arrive with so much pleasure and joy to ports you've never seen before, nor anyone. Stop yeah. in the empire of the Phoenician and buy them uh, smelly perfumes, you know, uh, buy them, buy, buy, buy from them uh, beautiful clothes. And right. 
But always have Ithaca in your mind. Arriving there is your destiny. But never, never rush your journey. This is the, the greatest. Never rush your journey. It's better that it lasts for many, many years. And when you are there in the island of Ithaca, when you are old, so with so more richness that you gain from your travels, don't the hold until Ithaca makes you even richer because you already arrived. Ithaca, right. and this is, I'm going to finish with this. Ithaca gave you as a gift this beautiful journey. Without her, you wouldn't have started the journey. But Ithaca has nothing else to give you. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah. And to end, sorry, to end the last part, the, the yeah. last verse is, so as wise as you become with so much experience, you will understand what Ithaca means. Mm. And this is, I mean, it's not like the greatest poem ever. That's but, good but no, yeah, good. yeah, it was written like 150 years ago. Not, not that many, yeah. Men, no, no, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, it's a really nice poem to, to understand, which I, I, I truly recommend to the listeners. Mm -hmm. It's by Constantino, I, I always forget, Cavafris. Okay, I always forget his name, Kavafis. He's Greek, is he, obviously? He's Greek. He was Greek. Oh, he was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He died in oh, yeah, yeah. It's more, it plays into your uh, what you were saying, that it's about the journey. And that would say, that's another kind of pagan idea, you might say, is that the gods want you to have adventures, and they want you to live fully and be outrageous, even. <laughs> that's really the more pagan way to live than to be to worried live. all the time about having a peaceful, luxurious with passion and lust, that's you know? It, that's, it, that's it, yeah. Risk passion and for life. Risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, to live, to love, yeah. to love not only your family, but your friends. The Odyssey, yeah. the Odyssey is one of the most beautiful books about friendship, you know? Because, because uh, the, the thing, the thing that, that really, until the end of the book, the thing that most... Uh, tears into Odysseus' heart is that mm -hmm. he lost all his friends. He lost all his friends. And, and, well, and, and it's so, a love for his son more than anything, I think, at the end. He really, no? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean about his friends. Um, okay. but, but he saw his friends being being tortured by the mermaids, you know? By the, oh, the sirens and the. Yeah, yeah the yeah. sirens. The sirens, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. He saw his friends being eaten by the, by a cyclops, you know. But at the end, it was, it was. And they were all dead. They were all dead, dead by the end. They were all dead. I mean, yeah. Well, he has still his friends in his kingdom, but his yeah, friends from the war didn't come yeah. back. And he's so, got Minerva always is with him. Minerva, the protectress. She's always, she's a favorite of mine. I always think of her, the goddess of wisdom, and is that like, you know. Like if I was to pray to an old god, it'd be more likely her. Than yeah, others. it's one of <laughs> it, it, it's on the of the top tier list of of Greek gods, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, and then you had Athens as well, which was literally the, you know, the birthplace of all this philosophy, named yeah. after her. You know, it's, it's, 
Yeah. It's good. It's not uh, uh, she's also she's also the goddess of 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 might. She's mm. not the goddess of war entirely. Well, military, but, yeah, military strategy or something, isn't it? Military. Yeah, strategy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I consider her more like the might, you know, against. Yeah. Because Ares is more the war, you know, the war, the bloody, the yeah. bloody war. That's the way I see it. Yeah. And, uh, so that uh, way, uh, in, in that sense, Odysseus. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I didn't mean to. Pay. No, uh, oh, Odysseus, uh, for me, it's more like the oh. might. Uh, Athena, yeah, Athena. Yeah, yeah. And Odysseus is perfect as her, um, you know, what's the term? Like, um, like his prodigy, like his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's, yeah, he's survived by his wit. He's, he's forever surviving by his wit, and all through the. He's in the Iliad, you know, always strategizing and coming up with brilliant plans, and then through this as well. Yeah. He's, he's the planning guy. He's the guy who thinks. And yeah. He's you know, cunning about it, as well as being, you know. All around heroic, but uh, you know, all these, all these, these elements come together to to create not the perfect man, but the, yeah. the survivor. Let's say a great and survivor. Let's let's use this as a bridge for the next point because mm -hmm. uh, as a as a counter argument, you could say uh, Ares could be more as a god to Ajax, yeah. which brings me to the next point, which is okay. uh, the underworld. We see right. the fate. We see the fate. Now we know that Achilles died by a, by a, by an arrow to the to the to the to the hill. No. Yeah. 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 But but uh, using only the information from the Iliad and the Odyssey, uh, you see the fate of Menelao, of Helen, of uh, Agamemnon, mm -hmm. and Achilles and Ajax. Those are the five. Yeah which are most interesting, which I want to talk about. Let's start yeah. with Ajax. Ajax kills himself. Yeah. Ajax kills him. Kills himself. I don't remember exactly why. I think uh, in the boat. Because uh, he, 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 he loses in a contest. Um, really? With, oh, oh, yeah. Over, well, this is part of it. I'm not, not entirely the entire reason, but uh, his final final thing, he loses some kind of contest over who's going to win the armor of Achilles with against who. I don't remember. He loses, but he... That's the final. That's the final stroke. He's already. I believe he's already depressed about a number of things, and he kills himself. Yeah. 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 I, I remember he was depressed, but I don't remember it was because of the armor of Achilles. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's a that's a nice way to go. You know, you lost the yeah. armor of Achilles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, Agamemnon, uh, the the well, Menelao and Helen are back in their in their palace, yeah. and they are having a jolly good time. They are alive. Yeah. They yeah. have not died, neither of them. Yeah. Yeah. Helen, Helen, as always, is like one of the most insightful women and a joy to read. Mm -hmm. She's really a... I don't know, I really like her character as portrayed by Homer. Mm -hmm. she's, she really, she, she serves... like I, I get the impression that, that in, in the few verses she has in the Odyssey, she, when she's talking to Menelao, she has like mm -hmm. this this kind not of authority, but she this kind of of power over him, of 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 counsel, uh, like a counselor, you know. Like yeah. Menelao is saying something, mm -hmm. and she doesn't like she adds to him in a way that Menelao ends up saying mm -hmm. in the next verse what she. I don't remember exactly, but that's the impression I got. 
And okay. I think that that was like a really nice cameo from from both of them in the book. Yeah. But uh, I will leave Achilles to you. But I will I will I, I want to talk about Agamemnon, the fate of the king of the Greeks. Yeah. Okay. Which is really the most impactful of what we see in the underworld, because Agamemnon was killed by his wife's lover. When Agamemnon came back from the Ten Year War. He yep. was killed by I don't remember his name, but yeah. uh, but his wife uh, had a lover in those yeah. ten years. In those ten yeah. years, ten years that the the war the war lasted, yeah. and th that guy killed Agamemnon, and he yeah. died like a, of course not like a moron because he was like the king of the Greeks, but yeah. there's this sense of 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 like this this aura of, of of like like no one says it no one no one ever says it but like he died without honor he this died at the really dinner table he died at the dinner table they cut his throat yeah and he yeah from behind or something and while, while he was eating and that, that yeah. was that, that 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 was really important because that could have been the fate of odysseus so to be killed by, the, so, yeah. by yeah. the lovers, the suitors of, of, of his wife, of Penelope. Yeah, yeah. So I really, I really like that Homer. Uh, well, let's talk. Let's be sure, as we said last time, let's be sure that Homer wrote this. So I found it like really like a work of genius that Homer gave like this importance to Agamemnon's death to, to make the ending to make the killing of the suitors more impactful, you know, by the hands of of of, of, of Odysseus. Like he didn't end up like Agamemnon. So well, that's it. Yeah, for much, I mean, a lot of it is probably based in some truth, just like the war and real characters as well. Whatever their real story was, how much of it by that time carried through. Some of it, I'm sure, was real, very real. You know? I mean, yeah. I um, mean, it, it doesn't matter if it was real or not. The events of the the events of the of the war by the time Homer was written down, you know, way back then, were already like ancient. Uh, you know, ancient yeah. history. Uh, yeah. So and it, 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 traveled, it, it, it traveled orally, orally through those generations. So it's going to be change, adap adaptation, and change through that. But like, it was based on. You never know how much of it was actually true. Well. Uh, I think we talked about it last time a little bit, but I wanna, I wanna say this. I mean, because I want to talk about these texts as as if they were like like we started. No, this is a religious text. We're not yes. seeing this like like a, a like a fucking fantasy, you know, like the Lord of the Rings. You, you could you could you could make the point that the Lord the Lord of the Rings uh, can 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 bring so much morality and wisdom and whatever. Mm -hmm. But but I want to talk to this not as, as a work of fiction. I want to talk to this about religious. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, I, and I mean, I mean, I, I, I've talked, I, I've talked with some Christian and Catholic friends, mm -hmm. which, and we agree. I mean, why, why are people so obsessed with, with proving that Jesus was a real man and he existed and whatever? Why, why is the obsession? I mean, if you like his teachings, 
I mean, and I'm putting the I'm putting the Jesus example because I mean, there's no no more prominent example in 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 the West. But why why are people so obsessed proving the Bible to be real? You know, to yeah. to every fact of the Bible to, to treat it as a fact that it happened. We know it didn't happen. We know 90% of the Bible didn't happen. As we know, 90% of the Iliad didn't happen. Mm. So, so I, 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 I hate, man. I, I really hate that that when I'm talking about the Iliad or the Odyssey, mm. uh, people see it more as a oh, okay, this guy is talking about a book, you know, as if, yeah, as, if, as, if, as, if, as if as if I'm talking about a Dostoevsky novel, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but when when I talk about the Bible, mm. people are like. No, man, careful what you say, because that really happened, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, of course, the people I talk with are not that stupid to to, to say that the earth is like 4,000 years old, no? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I don't hang around with that kind of people. Yeah. But, but, but talking uh, about the New Testament, you know, mostly, mm. you know, about, about the baptism of, of Christ, about yeah. about his death, you know, I mean, people are so obsessed that that they miss the point. They miss the fucking point. The the the, the point of the of, of of the Odyssey is not to prove. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna ask for scientists and historians to prove me that what happened in the Odyssey or the Iliad happened because I don't care. I don't care if it happened or not. The the, the teachings that that book has given me to my life mm. is yeah. more real than anything. And that's Plato yeah. there. That's yeah. what Plato said, you know? It, yeah. it, it's, it's a work, it's a work of, of, of spirituality, of religion, of mysticism. I don't know. We that's have to But it's, a, it's about mortal men as well. So I don't mind, I, myself, I don't mind to know the history of it or to think that it's also at least partially real or that even, you know, it, it comes down to us. It has survived for a reason. And yeah. it's, been, it's been essential and important and revived and people come back to it and like get revived again. You know, it's probably more out of favor lately more than ever because it's so, you know, there's so much war and um, it's very masculine, I guess. It wouldn't be, a, I, I'm not sure. I'm sure, I'm sure, I don't know how much it's hated by the woke community or whatever, but um, it's always there to inspire people. The funny thing about the Odyssey though too, which is such a departure from the Iliad, is the Iliad is a very much straightforward war story. You know, there's, and there's like you said before, the gods are intervening a lot, and they're there as well. Yeah. But they're more like characters, characters in this war drama. And then the Odyssey is a bit more of a fairy tale ish. I mean, it's not; it's a uh, religious text. Yeah. And, and, I get it. And, but there's, you know, they got the you got the element of the monsters and the sirens, and the it's more of like an adventure with. It's it's quite different. It's like two different authors in a way. And Homer was obviously just this oral. Yeah. Like yeah, it was get, recorded. So you know, they, it's they have different origins, maybe, but it's strange how they one they lead into the one leads into the other perfectly, and it culminates, and they both uh, complement each other, but they're totally different things, in that sense. You know what I mean? There's no monsters in the Iliad. It's all human drama, and uh, there's gods. But um, yeah, I so, mean, that's I think I think um, the Odyssey has more appeal in modern readers. Because the Odyssey is is based more on on the I'm sorry if this is does not translate well, but it's the Theogony the the Lateogonia the Hesiod, 
Hesiodo, you know. Hesiodo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hesiodo, yeah, his Theogony. I don't know if that's the word in English. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah oh, well, I mean, that's that's like the the mythological one of one, one of one of of of, of Greek myth, of, of Greek, you know, mythology. Mm -hmm. So I think the Odyssey is more appealing because it has those elements mm -hmm. that we are naturally drawn upon because because of the fantasy overhaul of books on the 20th century, you know, lead, the, led by uh, Tolkien with Lord of the Rings. We yeah. love that shit. I mean, we mm. love that shit. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. we play RPGs and... and yeah, love yeah, those yeah. Movies. I mean, yeah. That's why I, think, I think that's why I think when we have that impulse to play the RPGs, and listen to heavy metal with the guys killing the dragon and all that. That's religious impulse in us. That's that we don't. We're not getting from modern Christianity that it's. I yeah. It's a, it's a religious. Yeah. And you, you know, you think, oh, look at these geeks with their dragons in there, but that's like, these are the imaginative, imaginative young men that would have been like maybe you know, monks at the temple or something. And yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty big fan of Dark Souls because Dark Souls One is like one of my top five favorite games ever and and i really is i mean you are like the like the uh, like the on death yeah you are one of many you are not the chosen one you're just one on death that rises to kill the gods you know it's fucking yeah. amazing i mean it's amazing i never played it now i don't know oh yeah. you should <laughs> <laughs> well i used amazing. to play games more i can't i can't afford to play games these days i don't have time not for a long time. Yeah. I used to enjoy the odd game, but uh, I do think games. I don't have anything against them, but uh, video games, they do really suck. They can obviously a lot of people get into them and waste a lot of time. Like, you know, I put a lot of a lot of time into some games, and you do have a sense that your time is, you know, leaving you in a yeah, it, I mean, it completely completely the opposite of what we said earlier about how your life should be an adventure. Yeah, you know, you're sitting I mean, around sort of uh, having a uh, what's the word virtual adventure. So I don't think it's what the gods I mean, want. I I get I get the I get the appeal of the video games. I myself play video games still, yeah. but uh, I mean, like anything, it could be it could be like a bad thing, you know. I mean, yeah. if, if you immerse true. yourself, if you immerse yourself eight hours a day playing a video game, I mean, you're not living your life, man. I mean, no, no, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, everything in balance. You can do everything in balance. That's the the other old Greek Greek concept. Balance, 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 balance man. Balance. Everything. Bal everything. There's. You can do everything with balance. Yeah. Everything. Well, everything. most everything. Most of everything. Yeah. So yeah. So what do you think about that difference between the stories, though? Like, did you ever think about that? Like, would you? I mean, what, what can you say about it? That's just the way it is. Also, there's the you mentioned like the Agamemnon part, like the beginning of. Is it the beginning of the Iliad or the? It's the beginning of the Iliad, isn't it? Where Agamemnon's forced to sacrifice his own daughter Iphigenia, isn't, isn't that right? Um, I don't know. Somewhere, somewhere, uh, somewhere I, in the I, Iliad, I think... somewhere, somewhere in the Iliad, he's forced. To, he's. For, it's that moment from that they stole for that uh, Game of Thrones with that guy sacrificing. Like this, Agamemnon is forced by uh, circumstance to sacrifice his own daughter, but she's. Yeah, like secret, he's he's, he's guy. She secretly saved at the last minute by by a goddess. I don't remember who. But who, it was uh, mentioned. I don't think it happened during the Iliad. It was mentioned, no? Oh, was it wasn't mentioned. Is that it? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Where, where does it occur then? Is it in... 
I don't remember. Even in the Odyssey, I don't remember. So they talk about it in one of them, anyways. And then that leads on later. So even after the tragedy of Agamemnon, there's that other story about his son, Orestes, which is a great story, excellent story. Which kind of like, yeah. there's a sense of justice there for what happened to the to the king, to Agamemnon, through his son, and uh, his daughter, and all that. Um, well, yeah, and and put that against Telemachus. Mm, yeah, I I think that's the the importance of Agamemnon's ending in the Odyssey is to put it against. Odysseus ending, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't yeah, know why. I'm, I'm trying to think, like, why? I mean, you can you could make the argument that Odysseus and Agamemnon were, like, totally different kind of men. I don't think, it, I don't think they're trying to show it in, as a matter of justice. No, neither. I don't, I, like, I don't think they mean that Agamemnon deserved it. Other than no. you could say you could say he was haughty and boastful, dragging them all into the war in the first place, and you could say things like that. He was really during the Iliad the one who pushed them to the front lines and said, "Come on, fight you cowards!" And I mean that's but in, in the Greek sense, in the sense of the of Homer, that would not be a that fault, would not be seen as a bad trait or anything. Yeah. So, I, yeah, like I, you know, Greek, Greek tragedy, Greek tragedy is that way. It shows the real tragedy in life, like that. What's the play with about Hercules where it opens? With him killing all his own kids and all that, like this awful, and it's just that's, like that's then, what's that's up? From yeah, 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 yeah. It's this sort of this sort of thing, like that you know, awful, awful, random tragedy of life and nature that strikes them down. Like you know, you still have your hero stories like Odysseus, but I think in Greek tragedy they add that element of realism. <clears throat> you know, it's not like it's not like a fairy tale where everything's roses and everybody, you know, has a happy yeah. ending. The good guy ends up with the girl happily ever after, and the bad guy ends up in a ditch. Yeah, so I don't think what happens to Agamemnon is a way of saying that he he was at fault in yeah. the story. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the, the way that, because we we have to talk about the weight of Odysseus, because that's the, that's the gift that he got from the gods. Right. You know, and we have to accept we, we, me as Michelle, you as Brandon, we have to we have to accept the the gifts, the truly beautiful gifts that we receive from the gods. You yes, know? we do, and we, we have receive, to. Yeah, yeah, we, and that is our that is our strength. You know, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. you could be really witty, you could be really amazing with the strategic thinking, as so this yeah. is what. Yeah, and you yeah, have, exactly. You have to push yourself to 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 fulfill your destiny with those with those with those characteristics with those gifts exactly. that God has given you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, true. And and we have uh, this is the part where where I where where we talk about how the weight of Odysseus got him out mm -hmm. of trouble every time, but mm -hmm. except at the end. At the end, it wasn't any kind of weight. It was just pure bloodshed, <laughs> you know? Pure well, it was his prowess as well. His prowess with the bow and, uh, you know, that wasn't intelligence, I guess. It was, yeah. Well, yeah, with the bow. Uh -huh. um, it, it, you know, well, it really talks about how good he was. He shoots, I, he shoots an arrow through 10 axes, yeah. through 10 holes in the axis. Yeah, yeah. Or something. And, the, and the bow that only Odysseus could flex, you know? Yeah, yeah, no one, no, no one could string it. Yeah, no one uh, could string it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah so, that's, that's cool. 
But there's also the story of his son. You were mentioning his son earlier. That's not the revenge. And then there's his son who proudly comes and stands stands beside him with his armor and helps him kill all those guys. His son becomes a man, like helps him in the yeah. Like that's a big that's a big part of it too. Like it's the yeah. uh, coming of age of yeah. It's also a coming of, of, of age. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because his son his son is the first one. Well, not the first one. The first one to know that he was Odysseus. Because when when he came back, he was dressed like an old man, yeah. and yeah. the one who 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 discovered he was Odysseus was this este, this farmer. I don't I don't remember his position exactly. Uh, I think it was one of his slaves. He worked on the farm or something. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Yeah, it, it, he was the first one to identify him as Odysseus. But then the the first one of of his close friends, family, whatever, mm. it was his son. You know, mm. and and well. Of course, este, throughout the ending, uh, he knows he knows that the first target of of, of the sweet doors will be his son. You know, mm -hmm. the first target was his son. Yeah. So he took it as a way, not as a like a, in a really cold way, like like okay, let's put. Telemachus into battle and let's see if he can stand up to these guys. It was more like a, as a father, I will, you will fight with me, you will fight besides me and you will learn. You will learn and you will become a man. So, no, no, it's gone. You're breaking up. Here. A ver. I stopped the cam. Is better now? Try, try. Yeah. Is it better? Okay. Yeah. So um, what I was saying, ah, okay. The the part about uh, Telemachus becoming a man. It wasn't it, it wasn't this kind of, of of Odysseus throwing him into the pit, you know, like okay, fight, fight against this, kill them, whatever. No. It was more, it was more, okay, you're gonna fight with me, you're gonna fight besides your father, and through yeah. through through winning this battle, through fighting with honor, through fighting for revenge, through fighting for our land, for our kingdom, for your mother, you will become a man. And I don't know, it, it's 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 more, this is the difference between a genius and a well-written story, you know? Mm -hmm. Well-written story, you could find like plenty of books and movies, uh, from whatever, from this year, from 10 years ago, whatever. But the genius really uh, transcends that through through this kind of teaching, mm -hmm. through this this kind of of, of, of treating, treating its characters with respect, because yeah. Telemachus is not just teenage asshole who is you know, portrayed as a hot-headed teenager who who goes against uh, the law because he's rebellious. Nah, he's portrayed as a teenager. Yes, he's portrayed as immature. Yes, he's portrayed as the guy hasn't killed anyone in his life. I mean, I mean, which was pretty much the thing back then. Yes. So yeah, he's immature, but yes. he. He doesn't learn. He doesn't learn to be how to become a man 
In fact, he doesn't become a man because for from anything else that from fighting and learning from his father, you know, and that is a beautiful teaching too. Yeah, well, it is, and that's great. Yeah, and like you said, the harshness of the end, where I believe the very end of it, he's he shoes everyone out of the house so that he can go in the out in the courtyard and slaughter the last of the unfaithful slaves. Odysseus does. In like, yeah. so he's like, get out of here. Like, everything else is done. And that's the last, the last part. He goes out. He's like, get out of here. I'm going to do this now. And that last bit of justice is meted. And so, in that sense, that's what I mean about the natural law, the natural morality, which is sensed, which is satisfying when everybody reads it. Because these are the innate possible eternal moral truths to, related to, to justice in that. That unwavering final hand, even though it sounds harsh to us now, very harsh, and you think like, oh, just show a bit of lenience, you know, here and there, and but like it's more like you're seeing something through to the end in that way <laughs> is <laughs> yeah, yeah, the final hand of justice, you know. I don't know, it's it's very Greek, anyways, and it's true, and it's it, you know, there is mercy in nature, but there's not as much as modern people would like to think, and mer too much mercy leads to decadence and evil winning you know um everything like we said everything in balance so i mean yeah i mean th there are no there are no perfect values in in greek mythology in greek teaching there are no of course there there is honor there is there is este bueno honor above else you know mm -hmm. but uh, but those slaves disgrace their disgrace the honor disgrace the honor of the house they were they didn't stick, even though he's gone for twenty years. You know, yeah. Like nowadays, we'd be like, "Oh, just forgive them." They are just doing what they can for themselves. But like, you know, in that in that old way, it's like, no, they, 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 they it was a treason. Yeah. It was treason to my honor, to my honor as king. Mm -hmm. It was treason, and yeah. and and through that, I w I will kill them. I, I I won't have mercy on them. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they, they were transgressors of my honor as king. They didn't wait. Yeah. You know, and well they were and, they were also they were also gonna kill his son and you know Oh well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They weren't yeah. like perfect innocent lambs, anyways, either. But. Yeah, yeah, they weren't yeah, of course. So, but, okay, so I have to go soon. So let's just finish this on the trickiest part of the whole thing, I thought anyways, which is okay. as we said, in in terms of someone like me who's trying to uh, honestly explore these pagan moral ideas and uh, is the, the account of the afterlife when he does go to Hades is very grim when he sees Achilles and the others and first of all he summons, he, he, he brings them like ghouls with blood and they come forth and I believe his mother is there and she's wailing and everybody's having a terrible time in, in, the, in the afterlife in the underworld uh, you know and even I believe even Achilles comes forth and laments that for all his good deeds in the Iliad and being deciding to die for honor, that he, I think he more or less says it wasn't worth it. That he's, you know, he can't believe how the despair of being in Hades, basically. I mean, uh, am I exaggerating? Yes. I don't know, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's more or less along those lines. So this is very difficult. And there's other accounts of the afterlife in Greek literature that are not so dark and gloomy. So I don't know if it's an, if if it's made that way for the story or if it's interpreted strangely. Or well, as you said, this is the trickiest part because yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to think that that oh, it, it's portrayed as grim. Yes, they are like ghouls, you know. Mm -hmm. they, they are they come up to Odysseus, 
like in a, it's one of the better parts of the of the book, by the way. When when he come when 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 he sees the heroes of the war dead, mm -hmm. he's still alive. He still yeah. he still he, he still has the the will to go back home to his wife, yeah. to, to his kingdom. And yeah. but I don't I don't wanna think that it's it's that that Achilles is is in some way in in kind of regrets his decision and regrets uh, repent rather live another day or something yeah <laughs> yeah there. because at the end at the end he died because of his passion for Patroclus you know yeah. he died because of love he died well, because he was given the choice he was given that option yeah live, he uh, was live, given. yeah to live forever as a in as as a noble um yeah he was given the option by his mother and by hector his yeah. mother tells him well if you go kill hector you will die here and yeah. hector tells him when he's about to kill him if you kill me you will seal your fate and you will die here in troy yeah yeah, yeah. and he does it anyway because of yeah. honor because of passion yeah. because of honor and revenge of, again because yeah. of his grat you know the beautiful yeah, yeah. grat of achilles yeah yeah so yeah i i is it is this is the tricky part is the afterlife is, is the underworld really that bad for the greeks i don't think so i think it's more it's 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 put on the story be, uh, more because of the of the nature of odysseus path you know we have we have to see these heroes we have to see these these este, these great heroes mm. suffer and lament them, themselves. We talk about Agamemnon, who was killed mm -hmm. by by his wife, his wife's lover. Mm -hmm. uh, we talk about Ajax, who who killed himself, and we talk about Achilles, who mm -hmm. who who will imagine the context of reading or listening. To the Odyssey, and know only the information that is given to you through the Iliad. You don't know. You don't know Achilles' fate. You know he will die, but you know you don't know. So you say, "Oh, Achilles is the greatest warrior to ever exist." He won't die. He dies. Yeah. He's dead, and you <laughs> see him dead. You see. You see him as a fucking zombie. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much, and and that sucks. Well, maybe in the Christian sense, in the Dante-ish sense, it's like they're in the um, purgatory kind of a thing. And yeah, well, suffering I, I, for a period of time. Yeah, and, uh, and Dante Dante did a pretty awesome thing, which was he didn't put he put the Greek heroes in the first circle of of hell, which is like a purgatory. They don't suffer; yeah. they only went there because they weren't baptized. Yeah, so they have a gloomy time for a while, and then yeah, they, yeah, they, they were good enough. They were good enough for Dante. They weren't just enough good enough for the church. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, so that's like that's spiritually, pretty... spiritually speaking, same for my own part. I, I'd be, I believe more in now in. I don't know if I specifically would believe in reincarnation, but that idea that, like, you have a Neoplatonism or Hinduism and. That uh, that we're like there's an, an element of the eternal inside us, which is our soul or our reason, which is always there and is eternal, anyways. And that part comes and goes. It, like your body is this vessel that 
Will yeah, Parrish, man. probably yeah, your personality man. too. So in that sense, something like an there's like the afterlife is more, maybe like more like the story of Ur, where you, you know, you return to something and then maybe you, your energy is recontextualized in something else that you can't even imagine, or you know, something like this, as part of the ongoing force of whatever everything that's been set in motion. But yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. The gloomy, the gloomy story in the Odyssey could be related, I thought, to maybe to you know the Egyptians had. Um, there was a you didn't just have a soul in Egyptian theology. You had like there was two parts to you. That was like a soul and a shade. I forget what it was called. You had like a spirit, like two parts of your spirit. That was one was the soul that went through the adventure in the afterlife. And they had that their, their own afterlife idea where you had these other adventures and you had to know all these spells and the right right incantations. Unless I didn't or, know that. Or you suffered the second death, <laughs> you would die in, in the afterlife okay. if, you have, if you didn't know the right um, songs and you, if you weren't honest in your uh, normal life. But they also had, yeah, there was there was two concepts. And the, there was a, the other, um, so there was the soul as we understand it, two Egyptians, but there was this other, I forget what they call it, we'll say spirit, which was the thing that might come back to haunt you in a might haunt a house or might linger here and there. And so maybe that's more what Odysseus was um, experiencing in that part is these remnant memory, ghostly trace spirit, which is not the same as the eternal inside. I mean... Uh, my own you, could, you could say about about reincarnation, uh, and that's a beautiful thing to to end this uh, this beautiful talk we have. Yeah. That uh, I have this theory about reincarnation. I mean, um, and it, and I hope it will be proven right within the next years if everything, <laughs> if, if everything goes good. Okay, but well, you're, I, you're going to do this yourself, are you? <laughs> Well, let me let me let me let me let me say this: uh, uh, reincarnation is not like you die and you are reborn into a fucking king in the Middle Ages, no? Yeah, you, yeah. Reincarnation is through your children. You reincarnate. You 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 your way of reincarnating is through. So we our our past lives are not. Our past lives, if we remember our past lives, all that information is in our amygdala, it's genetic memory. That, 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 that information is not from some random guy in, 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 in whatever place. That information is from our ancestors. We, we, we live, all the information, all, all the lives from our ancestors are in our brain. We have that as much as we have these uh, these genetic impulses to to have fear of heights, to have mm -hmm. hunger, to to whatever you eat, mm -hmm. you need to rest. Why? Because our ancestors were fighting for food for three days without eating, and when they ate, they had to sleep. And we have that. We still have that. We men and women from the 21st century, we still have those genetic traits. And those genetic traits are as much as the information as are, are the life. We just don't have access to that. But I believe that. I truly believe that. I truly believe that we have the information of our, of our past lives, which, which our past lives are our, our, our ancestors' lives. And yeah, I think we, we, I think we do, yeah. Sorry, the Greeks, the, the Greeks, the Greeks really 
really got that in the sense of of of, of what we said before about Odysseus and Telemachus. You know, yeah. we have uh, we have the we have to learn. Not only I, I I know I know there are people who have not only no that didn't have a father or had a really asshole father to a really bad relationship, whatever. Yeah. But I'm not saying that uh, all, all, all the best knowledge is thrown upon you through your father. I'm saying it's, 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 it's a metaphor. Right. It's a metaphor. You become a man. You, become, yeah. you, you truly transcend. You truly transcend as, as, a, as, a, as, as a human being through the teachings of your ancestors, of the people yeah. That when you can do whatever you want, but remember that if you do something worthy, you are doing it on the shoulders of your ancestors. You know, yeah. you, you cannot you cannot erase that. No, true. And even in the totally 100% rational sense, you can see this in what turns out to be behaviors that we think are individual to us that are that are dictated by genetics. Like, did you ever see the uh, the, some of the studies on um, what are they? Uh, twins uh they did studies they did studies on tw twins that were um identical twins that were separated at birth and yeah yeah you see that so that's uh, and you saw like they would even though they, they grew up in different countries or different parts of the world or different parts of the same country not knowing about each other they would like drive the same car and uh and they have the same favorite movie and these things that would be obviously genetic that you would never expect that were in their behavior yeah, you know, and the, the most beautiful thing was that it was like most generic stuff, like like uh, the the favorite song, you know, like yeah, like, yeah. You, like you said, the kind of car they drive, you know, they they yeah. they, they like to drive trucks or whatever. Yeah, it was weird, or, really weird stuff. Yeah. Like it wasn't just yeah, it was like things you wouldn't expect, like lots of weird things. Yeah, weird. I think we're gonna discover. Uh, I think, but we we are not the scientific community. Is going to discover some really interesting stuff about these particular teams and genetics, right. like this, like how 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 we are, how we transmit ancient information through our children. You know. <laughs> yeah. No. I, no. Okay. I, I can. I can believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I also believe. I also believe beyond though that there's like in a. Like it's not not reincarnation as in literally what happened in the story of her, more like everything is energy and flow, and even everything like even even what we consider the material and the laws of nature and physics are all well that those laws are, are immutable. Let's say, but like the everything like this table or my arm are like atoms that have come together for for their own reason, no reason that we can surmise. They have no reason to come together and make what they make, you know that we can that we can understand. Anyways, so it's all energy energy in flux let's say so even when you die there's all the whole process of dying and slowly decaying is another big adventure i guess of sorts yeah yeah but, but like you know everything sort of gets recycled you know it doesn't it's i don't i don't believe like my personality will live forever somewhere unless like my, my my weird egyptian spirit you know haunts, <laughs> haunts this uh, back for like 100 years or something uh, you know yeah it's yeah, yeah. sort of sort of reincarnation-y in that way, let's say, which ties into what you're saying about inherited memory and uh, yeah. I mean, these are all, these are only things we can speculate and look at, observing the world and guess at. But um, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 and it's beautiful to realize that because people, most people don't believe it, but they know it. I mean, yeah. I got, I, I got a cousin who he lost his, his father and his mother when he was like six months old. Yeah. He never knew, uh, he never knew them, no? Right. I, he lived with his, his other side of the family, with his grandfather, with his grandparents from the other side of the family. Now he's my age. He's uh, he's twenty. When I'm twenty-eight, he's twenty-seven, I think. And I, I've seen people. I've seen people that knew his father and never knew him. Like yeah. see him how he how he behaves, the yeah. ghost words he says, the the manner in in which he's uh, he's an introvert and when he when he starts drinking, he's like the most friendly guy and he has everyone. He's like everyone is a friend to him. And everyone loves him, and right. I, and I've seen two grown men, old men, mm-hmm. like come to tears and telling him, "You are exactly the same way your father is, not only physically, but yeah. but like, and 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 this is yeah. this is this is beautiful to me because this is this is one of the most important teachings of the of the Odyssey, you know, about uh, because we have. We have so much about Telemachus and his father. Telemachus, when 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 Telemachus, uh, when, when sorry, when Odysseus left for Troy, Telemachus was just a child. He right. he never he truly never knew his father. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. at the end of the book, he fought for him. He fought for 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 him on his honor, and he became a man. He knew what through, was right. Yeah. Yeah. Through yeah. the father, he never knew. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, no. That is, is beautiful. It is beautiful. You know, you know, it's even also very similar in a smaller way, just as beautiful. And there's a beautiful sculpture, or is it uh, the sculptures and drawings of this event from the book, which is the dog. There's a there's a dog who's a puppy when Odysseus leaves, and it comes back 20 years later. The dog runs up to him, knowing him, like incredibly happy to see him. And he's old, but he's old that he dies after he sees him, and, like dies happy. Like wow. that's. That's a perfect Greek, <laughs> tragic, yeah, yeah, perfect uh, thing. Right? We could do a, we could do an entire episode, uh, an entire podcast, just yeah. just talking about dogs in in the Greek culture. You know, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. wow, what, well, a well, what a beautiful, what a beautiful. That was pretty long, so we should end it there.